Please turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 4. As you're doing so, since we're all family, I had to look around the room real quick and make sure everybody's family. Let's pray in the Spirit for a moment, for a, moment, for a bit. Amen? It's good to pray in the Spirit. Now, like I, and the reason I said uh, I looked around the room, made sure we're all family is, you know, sometimes there's unbelievers here. There's somebody new, somebody I don't know or whatever. And, uh, I, I, you know, depending on how the Holy Ghost led, I would uh, explain what we're about to do rather than just do what the Word says is that, that uh, tongues, unless, if it's not explained, if it's not... Uh, if there's not an interpretation, then we shouldn't do it, you know, publicly in a service. Other than unless there's an unless there's an interpretation, you know, as a as a prophetic type message. But there are times when the believe when believers pray, and when we get together during the week devoted to God over uh, over the first week of January, we spend the first we spend from 10 a.m. until noon, and then from two until until four we pray. Um, primarily in the spirit, uh, we pray in the in our understanding as the Lord leads. But but we uh, primarily we start out usually with uh, praying in the spirit, and so it's good to do that. It's good to do that as a family. It's good to do that as as a congregation. It's good to do it as individuals. But it's just it's good to pray, pray in the spirit, kind of work that out. So as we pray this morning, I just I pray that uh, that. If you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't have to be a ceremony. Just say, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to pray. I want to, I want to be able to pray uh, uh, effectively by the Spirit. I want to be filled with your Spirit to be a witness and that as we speak. So why don't we all stand, as long as you're already seated and relaxed. And, and let's just pray in the Spirit for a while here, for a bit. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Praise the Lord. It's good, it's good to blow the carbon out a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 4. Can't hardly go into Acts without uh, getting in the spirit. Amen. Acts chapter 4. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. So the, the, the Peter and John and, and the disciples, the apostles, have been preaching the word. They've been preaching in Jerusalem. They've been preaching in the surrounding area. And the, they were ticking people off. Hallelujah. Lesson number one. If you preach the gospel, you're going to tick somebody off. If you're not ticking somebody off, then you're doing it wrong. If you're not, if you're not preaching by the anointing, if somebody's not upset with you, if somebody doesn't like what you've done lately, if somebody doesn't like the way you're, you're acting, well, then you're taking some, then you're, you know, you haven't been doing it right. We, then we need to push the button a little bit more. My wife uh, accuses me of pushing the button. I, I pick on the kids, you know, and, and, and I do that on, on purpose. And I apologize. <laughs> I want to apologize publicly for that. It, it probably shouldn't do that. But 
Same thing with the gospel. We, we, it, it's because they were preaching the word. It's be, they were pushing the button. They were, they were doing what God told them to do. They were preaching Jesus. They were preaching the resurrection of the dead. Well, of course it made the religious people mad because they're the ones that had sentenced Jesus to death because of his message, because of the gospel. And so as they did what Jesus was doing, it ticked people off. It's going to. So as we, uh, last week we talked about the word engage, uh, that the word for 2018 is engage, engaging, I engage, I can't, I can't, there's so many different ways to go and I can't, I'm not supposed to go any specific way right now, but you can, you know, put, put, it, uh, put that into context, going for it, going into it, uh, becoming a part of the, the process, uh, in, in uh, throwing yourself into it, being, taking those first steps engaging and this is what they're doing as they're engaging in the preaching of the gospel there's a reaction on one side there are people getting ticked at them there's people getting mad at them and they throw them in jail even on the other side five thousand men get saved glory to god glory to god that's awesome verse five on the next day their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, by what power or by what authority or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, as we, as they preached, they preached as they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why I, I just felt led to, to begin by praying in the Spirit. The Bible says that be filled with the Holy Spirit, praying often in tongues. As we pray, it builds us up. As we pray in the Spirit, the, the, the Spirit of God fills us and, and, and is, we give ourselves over. The Bible says we give our members over to uh, Him to be used by Him. As the more we do that, the stronger you're going to get. And so Peter here is about ready to, to preach. He's about, and, and when I say preach, you know, that, that has one of those uh, strange connotations. If I say, you know, Peter's about to preach, what he was about to do was just testify. He was, just to, he was getting ready to say something by the Holy Spirit. He was going to give an answer for their question. So it, it, preaching, it isn't about standing behind a pulpit. You know, preaching isn't about standing up and saying, thus saith the Lord, you know, and, and, and leading some kind of a meeting. You just even when you talk to a friend over a cup of coffee and you give an answer for the hope that you have, you're preaching Jesus. They say, well, why are you preaching at me? You go, I don't have, I'm not preaching at you. Well, yeah, you are actually. You're preaching at them. You're preaching to them. You're speaking life. You're speaking truth. Then Peter, verse 8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all and to you and known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. Miracles were happening. Miracles, daily. There, was, there were things happening all the time. 
Verse 11, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders which has become the cornerstone. And there is a salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's one of those verses. Circle that in your Bible. Underline it. Make it, make it re- uh, recognizable the next time you come by it. That's one of those verses you should memorize. No other name. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. When somebody says, well, I'm a Buddhist. Sorry, it doesn't get you to heaven. Well, I'm a, I'm a better person. Well, that's fine. You could be a better person being a Christian and you're going to heaven. And you're going to spend eternity with Jesus. Well, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. Well, that's a whole other side of it. The fool says there is no God. They talk about getting them mad. But it's truth. Yeah, I'd rather offend somebody with the truth than, than placate them with nothing. Truth is truth. And, you know, the, the idea of eternity lost, the idea of, of someone being destroyed, being, being suffering for eternity because we didn't want to offend them, isn't acceptable. It's us. We're, our voice, our, our words are what they need to hear. And they need to hear there is no other name under heaven given to men by which they must be saved. Verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. The book of Acts. In uh, preparation for today, I had two quotes that one I heard this week and one I heard a year ago this month. And uh, they're very appropriate for this morning's sermon. First one is, how many of you knew this week that uh, David Cassidy passed away? David Cassidy? Yeah, Partridge family fans. Did you hear what his last words were? Did you read that this week? It's interesting. As he was passing away, he turned to his daughter and he said, so much wasted time. So much wasted time. You know, when we get to the end of our life, that that should not be our, our, our last words. It shouldn't even be representative of our lives. So much wasted time. But that is not only the uh, applicable to his and many other unsaved, I don't know if he's saved or not, but you know, I didn't I've never heard that he confessed Christ. I don't know. But it should, you know, there's in Christians' lives. That can be said. So much wasted time. 
So much wasted time. There's so many things going on all the time. There's so many things that really have no importance when we look at them in the scope of eternity. Yet we spend our time on them. We actually can, our time is consumed by them. Now I'm, you know, there's lots of things that consume time, and and obviously, you know, we're not talking about, you know, family. We're not talking about work, because you can be in work and you can also be being about the father's business at the same time. Raising your family is do being about the family, the father's business. Your free time, vacations are not a waste of time. You can be about the kingdom's business, even in the middle of fishing and motorcycle riding and hunting. Who said hunting? Yeah, hunting. Where's oh Jesse's Jesse's on the Jesse got a huge deer. Huge. Ask him to see the picture. Huge. But being about the Father's business, being who you've been called to be. We're living here in the valley and, and there are hundreds of thousands of people who don't know Jesus. A number of years ago, I had, a, I had a man and I was sharing with him our vision, what we're doing within the valley. And this is a Christian, this is a believer. And he goes, you know, I, I'm just not called to be a witness. <laughs> I, I did what you did. I kind of laughed. I thought he was joking. He wasn't. No, 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 that's not my thing. I'm, I'm more of a teacher. Wait a second here. To think that, no, no, I'm not called to give an answer when, I, when hope is given in front of me. No, hello. It's every one of our jobs. It's every one. Go to Acts chapter 8. A couple chapters later, Acts chapter 8, this is, Acts chapter 7 is where Stephen gives his, is, it bears witness, is where he answers their question in front of the, the priests and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and then they stone him. And it says that Paul was standing, giving a approval that's in, that's in Acts chapter 7. In Acts chapter 8, beginning with verse, verse 1, it says, And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation for him. But Saul was ravaging the church, entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. You know, people say, well, it was just the apostles preaching. No, they were all preaching. Sharing. Everybody was talking about what God had done for them. Everybody was talking about their belief, their trust in Jesus. When the persecution started, 
It says they were all scattered, except for the apostles. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. Everybody else was scattered. And it says at the end here, on that last verse, that as they went, they all preached. It is the job. It is the expectation. It is our purpose that every one of us be a witness wherever we go. To whomever we meet with. To whomever God puts in your path. And now, that's usually the one thing that scares Christians the most. Makes them the most nervous. I get that. Been there. Been there. I've been led to say something to someone, been led to share, been led to answer a question a certain way, been led to pray for somebody, total strangers. And I could tell stories on both sides, times when I did it right and sometimes when I did not do it right. Why didn't I do it right? Because I was scared. I was afraid. I was timid. Get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But whenever you read in the book of Acts that somebody was being a witness, it always, say, it always says, and they, they being filled with the Holy Spirit. They being filled with the Holy Spirit spoke. They being filled with the Holy Spirit gave an answer. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's Him doing it, not you. And whatever he leads you to say, he backs up with power. And in the days to come, as we engage with this, with this vision, the power will be there when it needs to be. The anointing will be there when it needs to be. The words will be there when it needs to be. God is calling us to be a witness. He's calling us. Turn with me to Acts 17. Acts chapter 17. We're going to stay in Acts today. It's kind of fun. Acts chapter 17, beginning with verse 1. And when they had passed through Amaphopophilus and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews, and Paul went in, as was his custom. So you know, Paul got saved. Paul spent time with Jesus. Paul got filled with the Holy Ghost, and now he's out preaching. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving it was necessary for Christ, for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as, as did a, a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous. See, the same pattern keeps developing. People get saved, people get jealous, people get upset. 
and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Common, unlearned men going door to door, city to city, province to province, turning the world upside down. Glory to God. And those who have turned, those who have potentially can turn the world upside down have come to the St. Croix River Valley also. I believe shortly I'll be able to say those who have turned the St. Croix Valley upside down have gone other places also. But we'll start here, amen? We'll, yeah, we'll start in Jerusalem. We'll start in Judea. We'll start in Samaria. We'll start in, then we'll, then we'll go other places. But it's time to engage in the vision. It's time. It is time. It's not about to come. It's not going to happen sometime after the first of the year. It's time today. It's time to engage the vision. So how do we do that? How do we do that, Dennis? First of all, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you've already been filled with the Spirit, get filled up again. And then get it filled up again. Then get filled. Keep being, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody who did anything in the book of Acts, anyone who did anything ever, were filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. From Peter's first sermon on the day of Pentecost until all of Paul's ministry, it was because he was, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do people shrink back from, from preaching? Why do people shrink back from being a, a witness? Why do people shrink back? It's because they're trying to do it on their, or they think they have to do it on their own power. You don't. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Spend your time getting, be being filled, and when it comes time, it will come out. Guaranteed guaranteed you'll know exactly what to do you'll know exactly what to say you still got to open your mouth you still got to do what he tells you to do but if you if you're spending your time it isn't about okay talking yourself into it no it's just be being filled be more filled get filled up some more you want to not have any wasted time in your life if you want to get to the end of your life and say i there was no wasted time from well from you know November 27th, 6th, what's today? 6th, 6th, there, were no, there was no more wasted time because whenever, I, whenever the Holy Spirit would lead me, I'd get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'd get filled up again. I'd get filled up again. Driving home today, you can go, huh, I can get filled up right now. Watching the Packer game this afternoon. You, get, you need to get filled up with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. 
be being filled. And then go turn the world upside down. It's time to turn, up, turn the St. Croix River Valley upside down from Solon Springs all the way to Prescott and 100 miles in both directions. It's time. It's time. How do you live the, the book of Acts? How did they live the book of Acts? They got filled with the Holy Spirit. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. It starts with them be being filled. And as soon as they did, they changed. Well, I, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not called to be a witness. Then you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Then, you're, then you'll know you're called to be a witness. However it is, whatever it is. I don't know. If it's, just, if it's to your family, awesome. If it's to your neighbors, praise the Lord. If it's door to door, glory. If it's the streets, hallelujah. Be being filled. The other quote that I heard a year ago, and it's just kind of stuck with me. I like it. I'm going to steal it. It's the last time I'm going to reference the person who said it. But remember Marco? Marco and were you in November last year when we were, you traveled with Pastor Thomas. Marco. Marco is a chef. Works at a vegan restaurant. But he's a chef in, in Switzerland and in, in uh, what's the Zurich. And he traveled with Pastor Thomas when we were in uh, Hungary last year, and he got up to speak in this one town, and he starts sharing testimonies, and he says, "I'm quoting from the book of Acts, chapter 2016." I was like, I like that. So today is the book of Acts, chapter 2017. And next year is chapter 2018. It's going to be a good chapter. Strange thoughts that go through my head. I want to get a cup, a coffee cup that says Acts 2017, 18. To Acts 2018. Oh, I drink coffee. One cup of coffee a day. It's, I savor every bit of it. And I'll savor it in my cup. Acts chapter 2018. Wouldn't that be a great cup? T-shirts. Acts 2018. Constantly reminding us to be living, be being filled, be being filled. So how do you get filled? How do you get filled up? You ask. It's that easy. It's not something magical. It's not something super spiritual. Mark, Jesus said to his disciples, if you being can't think of the exact word. All I can think of is ungood, Father. It's not ungood. What's the... Uh... <laughs> Did you say that? Evil. evil. That's what, yes. I, I try, I, that seems really harsh. But if you being evil fathers would give good gifts to your son, he, that he'll, he, you know, if he asks for a fish, you don't give him... If he asks for bread, you don't give him... 
See, it's the other way around. See, I, I, that's, that's, it's mixed up. It's stone and bread and, 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 and fish and serpent. If you being evil fathers don't give, wouldn't give that to your son and daughter, uh, how much more your good father in heaven, when you ask for the Holy Spirit, will give it to you freely. Give him to you freely. It isn't super spiritual. It's not, okay, now we must all come forth and I'll lay my hands upon you. Please have something really harmonic playing in the background. And 47 catchers, just in case. (laughs) No! You can be driving down the road and say, Holy Spirit, fill me up again. Fill me, Father, with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up. Fill me up, Holy Ghost. And begin to pray in the Spirit. And you you all are be being filled. We need to practice being filled. We need to spend time being filled. When you're bored watching the Packer game this afternoon, be being filled. Be being filled. Father, fill me up. Fill me up. More, Lord. Now, there are times when people lay hands on you, that's awesome. It doesn't have to be, though. You can be being filled. Tonight, as you, if you wake up, how many, how many have trouble waking up like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, just wake up? Pray in the Spirit. Two things will happen. One, you'll get filled. The other, you'll fall back asleep. It happens to me every time. Whatever's, whatever's waking me up usually leaves. As soon as I start praying in the Spirit, we'll back out again. Last verse. Acts chapter 19. Simple. This is going to be simple. Acts chapter 19, verse 1. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the island country, inland country, and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No. We have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Be being filled. It's simple. The strategy, the plan that God has before us isn't technical. It's really not. How are we going to see the valley one for Christ? How are we going to see the valley filled with the glory of God? How are we going to see the the valley, the kingdom of God filling the St. Croix River Valley? How is that going to happen? Tell us how it's going to happen. Easy. Step number one, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Step number two, get filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Step number three. Step number four. At some point, I don't even know what step it happens. At some step, he's going to say, go say this to this person. Okay. Oh. Go, go for a walk. Now pray for that person who's working in their garden. <gasps> but the Holy Spirit is so full of the Holy, Holy Spirit, you're like, okay, fun, let's go do it. And you go do it. It's simple. It's not technical. It's not hard. He's, he doesn't give you a, less, a list of, you know, you've got to have this done by Tuesday and this done by four Friday and this done by next Saturday. Here, just be filled with the Holy Spirit and then do what He tells you to do. You've got to do what He tells you to do. <laughs> That's a huge part, but be filled. Acts chapter 2017 is coming to a close. It was okay year. It was a good year. It's nothing like what 2018 is going to be like. That's one of many. One of many. Be filled. That'll be one. Be filled. Go forth. Stand. Please. Please stand. Now, I'm going to let you out way early. It's a Christmas miracle or a Thanksgiving miracle. But we're going to spend a few minutes now again praying in the Spirit. Now with, a, with even more understanding. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Hallelujah. It is so simple, it's profound. It is so simple, it is profound. Being born again, being filled with the Spirit, and doing what He tells you to do. It is so simple that it's profound. Because then, the head of the church, the, the Lord of glory, is once again then the leader. He already knows what the answer is. He already knows what the strategy is. He already knows what the plan is. He already knows your part to play. And that communication will come directly from Him as you pray in the Spirit. As you pray according to the Spirit of God rising up within you. Practice His presence. Practice praying in the Spirit. Practice. Be, be diligent to avail yourself to the Spirit of God. The more you avail yourself to Him, the more you, you uh, allow Him to lead and guide you by His Spirit, encourage one another encourage one another from this day forward to pray in the Spirit, to be in the Spirit. Ask each other. When you greet one another, say, have you been praying in the Spirit? Then answer, honestly. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? 
Be filled with the Spirit daily. Be filled with the Spirit daily, multiple times a day. Be in His presence as often as He calls, as often as He draws you. Be in His presence, listening to His voice and obeying. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how young you are. He is wanting to fill you with His presence. If you have never been born again, the Bible says that those who are not born again cannot recognize the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is working within them. The Spirit of God is speaking to them, confirming the Word. If you have never received the Holy Spirit, or if you've never been born again, if you've never received Jesus, if you're watching by, by television, if you're watching or listening by an audio tape, if you're here and you've never been born again, that's step number one. That's step number one. You get born again. You, you say yes to Jesus. You obey the Bible, what the Word says that says that unless a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of heaven. You say, Jesus, come into my life. I repent for my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And from this day forward, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to be the boss in my life. It's that simple. The plan of God is not hard. Jesus even said, this truth is simple. It's too simple for some. Allowing Jesus to be the Lord of your life and then be filled with His Spirit. Father, I thank You for this plan. I thank You for the strategy, the daily strategy of seeking You and knowing You more. Fill us, Lord God. Fill us again today. Fill us right now with your Holy Spirit so that we can be the witness you want us to be everywhere that we go. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.